Hello, hello, testing, is this thing on? Is this thing on? Wait, you mean I've been on mute for a year? What in the world? How did that happen? Okay, I'm gonna have to talk to my technician guy. I've got like 40 episodes of this thing on mute. I can't believe it. Anyway, welcome to Geocaching Scripture. I'm Josh, Dan's not here, and I'll explain that shortly. Geocaching scripture. Yes. Hey, weren't you guys called something else for a while? Yes, we were. So here's the story. I'll give you the short telescopic version. Okay. First, we were geocaching scripture. And then Dan joined the show. And then we did season two. And then we changed the name to Nerds in the Word. Because we were trying to get more listeners. We didn't really get a whole lot of more listeners. And I like geocaching scripture because I think it's a better metaphor. And it's a more fun name. And I get to make that call. So here we are. Dan uh, took a call in New York. So he's up in New York City. uh, Well, near New York City. And uh, he will be joining us at some point, but at this point, it is only me. So you can stop listening now if you need to. That's fine. This is Josh. Josh McDonald. And I am back. So the show's been off for like a year, which is just one of those things that happens sometimes. I, I, Hard to explain. I mean, and the short version of that part of the story is that Dan had a pastor job at my church. And then he went to New York, and then the pastor job at my church was open, and then the pastor job was taken by me. (laughs) So, anyway, things got really busy for a while there, and I decided to take a break from geocaching, nerds in the word, and I did. For far too long, and so to all of you, I apologize. We rebranded once. We are back-branding to geocaching scripture because it works. Anyway, here we are. So geocaching, geocaching is what I used to call a rarefied sport hobby of finding these little treasures. Um, When you're on a hike, you can look it up on an app. I use an app and it gives you these coordinates to find this, to find these little treasures. And you go find, you know, it'll be like under a rock somewhere and somebody will have left a little uh, canister. It's like a film canister a lot of the time. Kids ask your parents. And uh, inside of that will be a log of names of people who have found it and sometimes some toys or random stuff and you have to file follow all these clues to find the dumb thing and then you find it and you know anyway all it is is a treasure hunting game um i i used to say rarefied sport hobby and i have to say like geography nerd hobby um and we, you're just finding these little treasures that bring a little spark back into a walk or a hike especially in a place that may be familiar and what I've noticed in my own study of scripture is that it's gotten a little over familiar. Um, I was born on Saturday and in church on Sunday, pretty much. And uh, just get too familiar with it. So you get a case of the yeah, yeah, yeahs, and you're like, yeah, okay. Well, now this happens and this happens and this happens. Um, and, and that's just not that exciting. Um, but what I've found are these little treasures, what I call geocaches of language, history, cultural situation, context, all sorts of things that bring back or help me see the dimensions and treasures that are already there in God's word. Uh, And that's what geocaching is, and that's what I want to do. So stick with me. We'll see if we can get this thing started again. Do a weekly show, probably like 10 minutes or so. Finding tiny treasures in the big truth. This particular geocache starts with what reminded me of a terrifying quote from the movie Gangs of New York. I don't know if you guys remember this. It's a very flawed sort of Scorsese mess. Um, 
but uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is in it, and he's amazing. Uh, he can open doors with his personality, I think. Um, and he plays Bill the Butcher, who is a pretty vicious gang leader. And there's this just little tiny scene in there where he says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. Therefore, I shall spew you out of my mouth. If I see you in the five points again, you shall be dispatched by mine own hand. And he says this to one of these guys who's sort of become an enemy. And the five points is the scary part of New York where he is the boss of things um, in like the 1890s. Anyway, it's a verse that's here from Revelation chapter 3 and verse um, starting in verse 14 and following. To the angel of the church in Laodicea write, The Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the origin of the creation of God says this, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich and have become wealthy and have no need of anything. And you do not know what you are, wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness will be revealed. And I salve to put on your eyes so that you may see. To those who I am love, I rebuke and discipline. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Revelation 3, verses 14 through 19. So this is an interesting verse, um, specifically we specifically bearing down on a city called Laodicea. St. John, at the beginning of Revelation, has several sort of uh, these letters to these churches that are all... They're letters of encouragement and rebuke that the Lord sort of dictated to him at the beginning of his Revelation vision. And this one to Laodicea is, is not particularly flattering. It's interesting if you look at the, the geographic situation. So in Asia Minor, which would what we call Western Turkey, they had Colossae, which you may recognize from Colossians. That's where Colossae was sent. And in Colossae, they, they were known for having these refreshing, cool springs that, you know, came up out of the earth. So it was just Colossae was where you went to get refreshed and, you know, and you went, you know, in the spring or whatever. And you wanted you wanted to get cold water. You went to Colossae. Well, up in the north, you had Hierapolis and Hierapolis had these hot springs that were used for health reasons. So people who were sick or whatever wanted to go to Hierapolis to to bathe in the hot springs and to feel better and, you know, get all their sinus issues taken care of and everything else. In the middle of them was a town called Laodicea. And Laodicea constantly had these problems with its water supply because they were bringing in water via aqueduct from miles away. And aqueduct was, you know, like an open pipe. It was a causeway that, that water just went down. By the time it got to Laodicea, it was lukewarm. It was lukewarm, tepid water that was good for nothing. And you wanted to spit it out. Or as it says in the scripture here, vomit it out. The water was lukewarm and disgusting. Isn't that interesting? So it gives us this, this um, metaphor that draws directly on what was going on in their area. And I think that's just an interesting geocache. And it's interesting how often these metaphors are just drawn from what's going on around them. You know, we think of them as like sort of these things that didn't didn't take place in an organic kind of sense. And what they did was Jesus said, consider the lilies like these. And he looked at them or say to this mountain, 
like that one, he was just standing there with these things talking. And he's doing the same here, even in this resurrected sort of form in which John is seeing him. He's like, you know, Laodicea, where the water is lukewarm and gross. That's what's going on with them. That's why they need to change. And what he offers them is this verse here. He says, those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. Therefore, be zealous and repent. It's interesting to me that, that lukewarm is the problem. And this word be zealous is zelao, zelao. It's a word that actually means to burn with zeal, to burn with zeal. So get hot, heat up, wake up, turn up the heat, get out from where you're stuck. That's kind of, it's an interesting editorial choice that John would choose those words right within this discussion here. Now, I'm not going to inveigh on the current culture because a, a lot of what, you know, folks do is they read this and they're like, yep, like the current church right now, it's lukewarm and Jesus is going to spit us out of his mouth soon enough. I think that's too easy, right? Every generation has to deal with its own lukewarm temptations. In the first century for Laodicea, it was the temptation of comfort of wealth. I am wealthy. I have no need of anything is what they say here in the verses. What is it in each generation? What is it that draws us towards lukewarm? And where do we need to turn up the heat in our spiritual lives to pay attention again? In our own lives, it's distraction, right? Facebook, Instagram, all kinds of stuff, except for podcasts. Those are fine, right? <laughs> but but we have all these social media things and all these distractions like we've never had. We do more stuff now than we've ever done. And we do less of substance ever in our culture. So where can we turn up the heat to focus, to bring quiet, to bring stillness back into our lives and our spirits. That's the geocache for today. Tiny treasures in the big truth. It's good to be home. Pax Humana. Cheers. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. So because you are lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth.